Hello again, and welcome to the Mana Pool. This is... I don't even know what episode we're on. It's like 3 of 3 something. Yeah, it's 3 of X. Where X is whatever, I'm too lazy to look it up. <laughs> I think it's 306. Let's see, the last one on the website is 304, and then 305 I'm going to finish tonight. So yeah, this is 306. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, we're brought to you, as always, by Cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. And anything else? No, I guess that's that's all. I am Chewy, the lead dork, here, as always, to attempt to maintain control and fail miserably. Uh-huh. And with me, with me, as always, are uh, some dorky sources of my lack of control. <laughs> I'm Brian, the, I'm the lead rambler, and if you ever play magic with me, you know that I am a constant source of chaos. So you might then say that I am the, uh, the antithesis of Chewy. I am the, the, the parallax to his, whoever parallaxes enemy was. I don't read comic books. <laughs> you remember parallax, but you don't remember the hero that I heard the him. name somewhere. Okay. Um, was he, was he Ghost Rider? I don't know. No, I am beating myself on the tears of nerds everywhere, but I actually literally don't know the answer to these things. So, chaos! I am thy humble servant. Um, I'm Mike. I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy, and uh, I got to see both Chewie and Brian this weekend, so I know for a fact how different they are from one another. What did you eat with Chewie? Uh, we we went to Ham's. I had a burger. Ah. Yeah, that's completely not at all what we did for dinner. What did you guys yeah, do? We went to Cracker Barrel, and I had um, a big old plate of fried chicken, and then I got back home and I had the itis. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive, and moral compass of the group, and uh, and wife in the background, who you can all who can you can hear much you know much better than Carrie apparently. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Brian had something for us. I do. Who likes a Mad Lib? You like a Mad Lib. We're coming up on the holidays, so this is actually not a holiday-themed Mad Lib. Are you ready? Because that would be silly. <laughs> Are you ready? Sure. Ready, ready. Okay. Ready, I'm, you ready? You ready? Oh, sorry. I'm, the first thing I'm looking for is a step or phase of the turn. Not Mike's turn. Not Mike's turn. <sighs> and I'm also going to tell you guys, this one's actually going to come up a lot in this one, just from what it is. So oh, there's going to be at damage. least like four or five. Combat so. damage. Combat damage. That's weird. Is that technically a step or a phase? Step. All right. Oh, did I choose poorly with this pen? I hope it lasts. All right, I need a legendary creature. Who's the chick that's not Murky de Bruit? Um, um, Gwendolyn de Corsi? No, the other one. Oh. The one who does the, the, the steal it, but not the kill it. Oh, um. She was recently printed in the combat damage. And yeah. then, in the combat damage. In the, <laughs> in the command, the commander. Yeah, R- Rubinia Soul Singer. Yeah. yeah. Rubinia Soul Singer? Yeah. Let's go with her. That's next, um, year's summer product. Combat damage. <laughs> They're gonna put combat damage back on the stack, but no. only for red. Alright, a step or phase of the turn. Okay. I need a sorcery. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. I know. Uh, I have a fever. Time ebb. Time ebb. Nice. 
Come on, pen. Okay. Give me an instant. <laughs> Boomerang. You know what's really weird is that I almost said that and then stopped. Give me an aura. I got nothing. Why did I just blame? There, there's said like three things that totally are not auras, even remotely. There are lots of auras in this game. Yeah, yeah your brain just kind of freezes when you try to come up with one. What was that, Dirk? I said, yeah, there are. And I, oh. uh, I can't think of anything. Um, arm, uh, armadillo cloak. Okay. Ooh, that's an aura. Uh, give me another aura. Damn it. <laughs> that is not an aura. Oh. <laughs> That'd be a cool not, one. At least not until Journey into Next. <laughs> um, giant strength. And the one in Journey into Next wouldn't be damn it, it would be be damned. There you go. That, that might one, actually be one. One word, be damned. It would be a land. <laughs> Give me a land. I'm Give sorry, but damned has got me. Uh. Unholy Citadel. What does that do? That's one of those lands from Legends that doesn't make mana and lets. Um, that's the one that lets your, that gives your black Legends bands with other Legends. And it's oh. Unholy Citadel. Yeah. That is awesome for this. Okay, give me a creature. D- Nicobolus, the legend, the Elder Dragon Legend creature. <laughs> yep, I, I, he's a creature. That's fine. Is his name just Nicobolus? Yeah, the... just Nicobolus. Okay. Give me an artifact. <laughs> Ring of Maruf. Is that actually a thing? Yes. Maruf? It's M-A apostrophe R-U-F, I think. Yes, it is. Damn, I'm good. It's it's the card that uh, that the Wish cycle was inspired by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I know the one you're talking about. Give me an enchantment. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that for some reason. An enchantment. Oh, I did hear that. Glorious Anthem. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Give me... Um, that's what I get for trying to get ahead while I'm still writing. Give me a creature type. <laughs> Shaman. Give me a creature. Cobble Shaman Common. <laughs> that's not a creature. No. <laughs> there are actually several of those. I'm looking for a specific creature, though. Oh. Or Zoff Guild Mage. Yeah. Let's keep it going, you know, <laughs> with the theme. Give me a red sorcery. Blaze. Oh. I heard Blaze just a half a second first. Uh, give me a creature. Knight Errant. Ooh, that's a good one. That is. Wait, that's not a creature. I was just about to say. Oh, no, it's not. Wait, is Knight Errant a creature? Yes, and I was just about to say it, and that's creepy. That is creepy as hell. What's I the did one? Two for two, then. What's the one that 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 makes like a a, a squire token or something? Um, something. There's some Errant of Duty. Oh, okay. Never mind. Give me a step or phase of the turn. Clean up. Yeah. Is that a step? That's, yes. So when I'm saying it, it's the clean up step. Okay. Just want to make sure. All right. Give me a land. Phyrexian Tower. There's too many cards in this game. <laughs> All right. Give me a blue aura. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The one from Ravnica where you... You they give flying and you draw two cards, some kind of light of fancy. That's the one. Mm-hmm. I'm like wings of no, uh, dreams of what the? Okay, thank you, Brian. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Give me a blue instant. Ooh ooh ooh. Um uh, what's the what? Uh, dismiss. That's a nice verb. <laughs> give me a guild. Doors of. For reasons that are unclear at the moment. 
Give me a cog, which is an artifact with convert mana cost of one or less. No. It was just easier for the right cogs. Does it cause you damage? No. Why is it hard? painful, (laughs) yeah. Because, because reasons. Give me an artifact. That's good reason. <laughs> That's not a barb sextant. Definitely <laughs> not barbed at all. But um, jinx something. <laughs> There's at least three of them. I know. I'm trying to remember what. All I got is jinx. Idol. Jinx. That works. <laughs> Shut up. It's like American Idol, but you don't want to win. Uh, give me a plane. Uh, Cessna. <laughs> I'm is sorry. That, is that actually a plane? No, he's no. A, it's an airplane. Getting an airplane. This is a plane. Ah. <laughs> Give me a plane in the magic multiverse. Oh. Chandelier. Seems to be our go-to. It used to be Old Grossa. It used to be. Give me a land. Kessel Singer. Very uh, black lands today. Yeah. Uh, give me a sorcery. Uh, sacred nectar. <laughs> random card. Random card. <laughs> I think he's been hitting random cards since Nickel Bolas. Because he had well, that one just was, right off the bat. Random card has gotten me two that you guys are about to say. Wow, that's weird. Like Knight Errant? Yes. Mike, are you a random card? No. <laughs> Give me a creature type. Cleric. Ooh. Give me a planeswalker. Sarkhan Vol. Give me a god creature. That would be me. (laughs) Nicol Bolas. (laughs) Um. See, I can't say Grizzlebrand. So I'm going to have to say Heliod, god of the sun. Give me an instant. Hmm. Oh my god, is everyone okay? Yeah, sorry, I was moving it around. Okay. Uh, give, give me an instant. That was a cool sound. What the crap? That was Brian cracking the whip. Say, hurry, I'm oh, giving sh- an instant. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Path a, to exile. Oh, I was going to say, is there a whips? A, wh- a whip uh, instant? I don't think there is. I think there yeah, all- there is, but I can't remember. Lash of the whip? Oh. Yeah, lash of the whip. Give me a step or phase of the turn, and this is the last one. Oh. Of those, not of this. No. Draw. Oh, yeah. Give me a creature. Hmm. Chartooth Cougar. Meow. Give me an enchantment. Whip Silk. He wow, was just that was waiting. Awesome. You just put in whip <laughs> into Gather, didn't you? I totally did. <laughs> All right, three left. Give me an instant. Brainstorm. That's not an instant. That'd be broken if it was an instant. <laughs> you don't want to sit out for this one. It, yeah, it totally is. That's why it's broken. <laughs> give me, give me an artifact. Ooh, ooh. Uh, uh, what's the one that's multi? Demon spine whip. <laughs> <laughs> you can blame Scott for this, by the way. Finally, give me an instant or sorcery. I'm gonna keep my trap shut. <laughs> Please do. I mean, Ray's dead. <laughs> yeah, she did. Because I was gonna say whip flare. 
Uh, all right. All right, I'm closing this app now. Let, let's, let's, <laughs> let me see if I can get through this. I really don't know. This one is entitled Ride the Friendly Waves. Oh, God. You say that every time I say the name. I uh, know, and every time it turns out to be uh, Warren's it. <laughs> Good combat damage step. I'm Rubinia Soulsinger, and I'll be your captain for the next two upkeeps. On behalf of Time Ebbing Cruise Line, I'm very boomeranged to meet you. <laughs> we know your vacation time is very armadillo cloak to you, and we are giant strength that you choose that you chose us. We begin our cruise here in the lovely port of Unholy Citadel. <laughs> That's great this time of year. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Long known as a favorite destination of nickel boluses from around the world. <laughs> you can find every ring of Maroof your heart desires. Yeah. Dining, dining is a local glorious anthem here. Look out for shamans selling roasted Orzhov guild mages. <laughs> <laughs> and don't depart without a bite of blazed knight errant first. From here, we spend the next four cleanup steps out in open Phyrexian Towers. Don't think that the time between stops will be flight of fancying, however, as we have every attraction you could dismiss of. The fancy- <laughs> These attractions suck. <laughs> the famous Orzhov Circus performs every night, and a day spent playing barbsextant ball... On our jinxed idol is a day in Chandelar. <laughs> Sounds about right. Our next destination is the region of Castle Singer. Singir. This place is so sacred-natured in history, every cleric will tell you stories. The people here traditionally follow the teachings of Sarkhan Val, who was a main prophet of Heliod. <laughs> Such beliefs may seem path to exile in this day and draw step, but to the Chartooth Cougars here, it is a whip-silk part of their culture. At this point, if you brainstormed not to pay the additional fee of 100 Demon Spine Whips, your journey with us will end, and you will have to raise dead your way home. Welcome aboard. Mm. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I do not want a bite of blazed knight errant. <laughs> really? I hear it's yummy. As long as it's not overcooked or undercooked, that stuff will give you cancer. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that was fun. Thank you. And just remember... Sarkon Vall comes to your door and says he'd like to come in and talk to you for a little bit about have you followed Heliod yet? You might not want to and open the door. Because <laughs> for one, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> he's really trying to get you outside so a dragon can eat your face. <laughs> face! Mmm, face meat. Anyway, sorry, I, was, I zoned out on face meat there. Are you hungry? Uh, a little bit. I'm all out of roasted Orzhov Guildmage. I'm still wondering about what the Orzhov Circus would look like. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said all black and white, and I then I said it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how that works. Hmm. So would they... Huh, I guess they'd extort money from you. 
Well, they would invite you in, and then they'd be like, all right, time for you to donate your money. Who wants to go home? You want to go home? $50. Or Damon's Fine Whips. <laughs> anyway, so now I'm trying to figure out what the Demir Circus would look like, and I don't think anyone would be able to see it. <laughs> I think it would be a bit like the Emperor's clothes. <laughs> you wouldn't realize you were watching it until it was too late. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... I love you guys. <laughs> uh, so, should we just get right to it then? Let's get right to Let's it. Let's get to it. Awesome. So we're doing um, the last of the old versus news. We've got the Orzha. I've just been trucking right along with these. They're the syndicate. It's hard to believe it's over. The Orzhov syndicate. Yeah. So, what's their deal? Their deal is black and white and... Uh, Right all over? Something all, I was trying to think of something all over that would fit and my brain stopped. They're, they're basic, they're basically a mafia church. <laughs> Which is that's, awesome. That's, that's the best way to sum it up, honestly. <laughs> well, a mafia church. Put together. <laughs> yeah, uh, run by, run by the ghosts of, um, former bigwigs in the syndicate. The ghost council is, are the, are the head honchos. What's their actual job in Ravnica? They run the banks, right? Yeah, they're they're the bankers, and they also, um, I'm sure there. I know there is some. There's there's a religious element to most of the guilds, but in the Orzov, it's where you get the most formalized uh, structure for the religious organization. Right. Yeah. If if um if the Selesny is all sitting around and getting high and talking about how great nature is, that kind of religion, then Orzov is more like is more like a like a Catholic mass. Where there's lots of standing and sitting at, at prescribed times, and you do as you're told, and all that. Yeah, except the plate gets passed around like five times. Like five times. <laughs> <laughs> On during a short service. <laughs> it's the, oh, yeah. oh man, it's the guild with the most material wealth. Yes. And uh, it's distinct from like like the Golgari have to do quite a bit with the afterlife as well, as far as. Uh, undead servants and zombies, the, the Orzhov are more, they have to do more with the spirit, with the, with the soul than with the body. And they can yeah, raise spirits. And, and if you become indebted to the Orzhov in life, if you die before you pay up, which you probably will, the way probably. they have everything arranged, <laughs> your soul is gonna have to pay out the rest of the debt. Yeah. You're not getting off easy. Nope. Or at all. <laughs> or ever. Our, didn't our Argus Koss was indebted, indebted to them, right? Or was he indebted? He 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 was a spirit, and he was bound to the um, Ghost Quarter for a while. Yeah, there's a lot of details like that that I just don't know about the Ravenica story. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. I don't think he was indebted to the Orzov. I think he just came back. Okay. Wasn't everybody so, coming back at that point? Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, to- that was part of the problem. That was what he was investigating. Yeah. Nobody was staying dead. Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah. Dead relatives showing up. Thanksgiving. Having to buy them Christmas presents. It's like, look, we don't have room at the table. We'll just float over here in the corner. It'll be fine. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so, the old mechanic. Oh, God. Was haunt. Uh, and it. And this uh, is the one that I have been least looking forward to <laughs> since we started this was haunt. When this card, a, cre- a creature or or even a non-creature card with haunt, it, when the card is put into a graveyard, 
either from the battlefield or from the stack, like when it resolves, rem- uh, exile it, haunting target creature. So, for example, Absolver Thrall, Thrall is the very first creature with it. It's a 2-3 for 4. And when it enters the, pl- when it enters the battlefield, destroy target enchantment. And it's got haunt. So then when it dies, it haunts a creature. And then when that creature then itself dies, you then destroy another target enchantment. Yeah, um, it might be easier to understand how that works if you read the whole ability with the way it's phrased. Like Absolver Thrall's two abilities are haunt. And then his second ability is when Absolver Thrall enters the battlefield or the creature it haunts dies, destroy target enchantment. So that's okay. all packed into one, that one of right. on Sulfur Thrall. Sorry. I thought, I thought the way I was doing it would be a little easier to understand, but it's alright. Um, the, the yeah, thing you, that you always... Kind of ended up chopping it up. <laughs> the thing that always, I mean, I, I always felt like I understood it, but I always found myself thinking, alright, I do this, and then when it, di- when this creature dies, I do it, but you don't get that effect again until it dies, it haunts a creature, and then that haunted creature dies. So it's a lot to keep track of. It may not sound like that much, but there's a lot of opportunities for misunderstanding. Yeah, haunt is like the least grokkable keyword almost ever. Yeah. Like, like banding and haunt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I I think it's I think it's worthwhile and it can be very interesting and useful, but it can get complicated. And and it is really tough to get your head around. I agree. Yeah. Once you get your head around it, it's fine for yeah, the most part. Unless, like Brian, you know, your brain starts going, "Okay, so my absolvers roll dies, so I'll destroy." Oh, uh, damn it! Uh, never mind. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to figure out: Are you going to haunt one of your own creatures, or are you going to haunt somebody else's creature? And it's completely worthless when someone like plays a wrath and there's nothing to haunt. So you well, don't get that effect again. Uh, as an example of a non-creature spell with haunt, Benediction of Moons for one white, you gain one life for each player, and it's a sorcery, and it has haunt. And when the creature Benediction of Moons haunts, dies, you gain one life for each player. So for, mo- for just about all these, I believe, the the enters the battlefield slash resolves abilities and the haunting die abilities are identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They are. So, um, so it's not that I think it's bad, but I think it's very, very diff. Uh, well, not grokkable, as as Chewy put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, it's not gonna be it, It's not gonna be hard for the new mechanic to try and do better because I'm sure this is one of those mechanics where when R and D said, "All right, we're coming back to Ravnica," mm-hmm. Orzhov needs a new mechanic. How do we make it better? I, I don't think this is one they were even considering reprinting. I think they, they, and I do think it wouldn't have been all that hard to come up with something that's a little more understandable. Yeah, so this one focuses more on the, the spiritual aspect of the Orzov. Yeah. Right. And life and death and the duty of the bound spirit. Exactly. Of creature, yeah. And, yeah. like, as far as the mechanic itself, like we said, it's kind of confusing, but the abilities, uh, or things that have haunt are really cool. My favorite was always Belfry Spirit. Yeah, that's always a good one. When he, when he shows up, he's a 1-1 one, one flyer for 5 mana. But when he shows up, he brings two 1-1 one, one bats with flying with him. And then when he dies, he haunts something. And when that creature dies, you get two more bats. And that's a lot of bats. 
I mean, yeah. sure, it's five mana, but still, that adds up. See, I like Belfry Spirit a lot, but I always thought the most iconic creature with Haunt was the Blind Hunter. Yes. When I, when I yes. think of a creature with Haunt, I think of the Blind Hunter for two, a white and a black. It's a 2-2 flying bat uh, with Haunt. And when it enters the battlefield or the creature it's haunting dies, you drain two life out of an opponent. Um, and not only does that tie in with haunt, but that also there is an additional theme, not a mechanic in the set, but a theme of draining life out of your opponent. You see that with other Orsov cards. And I won't name all of them right now because we'll get to them later. But yeah. that's a second, so this kind of marries the two. And it gives you a fairly efficient 2-2 flyer for four, so in my mind, when I think of Haunt, I think of Blind Hunter. If I'm gonna name my favorite one, it's probably the Orshaw Pontiff. That was gonna be the next one I brought yeah. up. And, and he saw serious, uh, constructed yeah. play at the time. Yeah. What's he do? Yeah. Uh, the Orshaw Pontiff, for one, a white and a black, he's a 1-1 one, one human cleric with haunt. He's rare. And when he enters the battlefield or the creature he haunts dies, you choose one. Either creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn, or creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one until end of turn. He was he was a part of the old terrifyingly good black-white tokens deck, wasn't he? Yeah, <clears throat> he was. Yeah. Yeah, mo- most of the haunt, they're, they're relatively simple abilities. But getting two uses out of them, they have to be relatively simple abilities. Yeah. The um the discard spell for one black was uh, was seeing some play as well because uh, cry of contrition for one black target player discards a card and it's got haunt. Um, so you had the potential of actually making an opponent discard two cards for one black mana. So that's a serious discount off of uh, mind rot. So. Yeah. And there are plenty of creatures that are easy to sacrifice for an effect. Yeah. So you'll probably even be haunting one of your own guys. Yeah. Put this on my Nantuko husk. Pass the <laughs> turn. Uh, so essentially, haunt just gives you a uh, a two for one sort of kind of. I mean, some of these were a little, little, little pricey. Like I said, the Belfry Spirit was five mana for three power flying, but mm-hmm. then after the haunt, you actually got five power flying. So. It's also yeah. worth worth noting that you sometimes you had to jump through some hoops to get that creature to then die. It, it was not always a set. You're always going to get two uses out of it. Sometimes it was just you get one effect and you might get it again. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's all well and good, but that's all it does is it gives you an extra whatever. Right. right. So it's I've, it's I've, good, but it's not really overpowered in any way. The, there is some potential they could have done it where it actually has a different effect when the da- when the dying when the haunted creature dies, for example. But the way that they did it, which is smart in in a block where you have ten new mechanics, they did yeah. not do everything they could with it. So yeah, and, and when you're introducing a mechanic for the first time, you you can't put the wild twist into it right then and there. Right. You'd have to wait until you got a chance to do it later. But like Brian and Chewie alluded to. Um, it's kind of doubtful that Haunt ever will come back because it's so hard to to get in the first place. Maybe it'll be something like uh, Chroma, where it will come back, but kind of in a in a more understandable oh, form. Prepared, yeah, yeah, fixed up, shiny boots. <laughs> so what do we got now? 
Oh, so that was, like I said earlier, that, that focuses more on the spiritual side of uh, the guild, but the new Orzov mechanic focuses more on the mafia side of the guild. It's even yes. got a criminal name. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Extort. And I'm sure all of you listening, unless you just started playing extremely recently, know Extort. Because if you're listening to this, chances are you're more casually... But extort is great. A creature that has extort, or a, yeah, a creature or a, a permanent, I guess, that has extort, it's, it's keyword is extort. And that's all it says. And then there's reminder text. When you cast a spell, you may pay a black-white hybrid, which means either a black or a white. If you do, each opponent loses one life and you gain that much life. Nice and simple and devastating. Yes, Wonderful in multiplayer. We've all talked about how much we love Siphon Soul. And this is little tiny siphon souls, except if you have more than one extort trigger out, every spell you play has the potential of being a siphon soul or more. It's pretty good. I yeah. mean, this, from a flavor perspective, this is exactly what the guild does as far as pay a toll, pay a toll. And you're not really tolling them. You're not making them pay more for their things. But whenever you're playing a spell, you get to take a little extra from everybody else. So. Oh, they're paying a toll. (laughs) Yeah. It's just no mana. Right. They're not paying for what they're doing. They're paying for what you're doing. Which I think is nice because then it's not, you know, reliant on what they're doing. If it was something like... You know, whenever an opponent plays a spell, you may pay whatever. That wouldn't be as interactive, and all you would really end up doing is just making them choose when you get to do it. Um, this way is is much more uh, allows allows you much greater freedom to do it on your own terms. Yeah, and and it can be really powerful. Like one of the things that my deck at uh, my my pool in at GP Charlotte had a lot of extort in it. And, you know, before I got to the point where my deck got tired and decided to go to bed, you know, I had games that were ending with me literally lava-axing my opponent with Extort. <laughs> me just casting, like, whatever and using all my spare mana to just, boom, knock my opponent mm-hmm. right out of the game. I think it would be rough enough if Extort just zapped them for that much. But the fact that you're also gaining the life... Mm-hmm. um Means it's getting harder for them to kill you. Players learn at at some point that life gain by itself, if it's just keeping you alive, is not the strongest mechanic. But if it's tacked onto something else, if not only are you killing them, but you're making it harder for them to kill you, then it goes from being okay, maybe passable, to actually being really good. Think about the difference between lightning bolt, which is awesome. It's not. I'm not saying it's not. And Lightning Helix. I think what you meant to say is think of the difference between Healing Salve and Lightning Helix. Okay. Yes, probably. Actually, much better, because Lightning Bolt is so awesome. awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Think of the difference between either Healing Salve or um, uh, Lightning Strike, Searing Spear, whatever, and Lightning Helix. It's pretty noticeable. So that's what you're doing here. What's something that has extort? Basilica Guards has extort and because they're at the top of the page. And, they, I mean, they are exactly what you want to be doing. If for three mana, it's a 1-4 defender, so it's a wall, and it's blocking them. And, and this set for toughness is pretty substantial, and it's got extort. So you play it, and they just stand in the way, and while they stand in the way, you're just taking a little bit from them at a time. The flavor text is great. None may pass for free. 
the guard is like, you're not getting through, but he's got an open hand kind of extended towards, you're not getting through unless you give me what I'm looking for. Bleed on my hand a little. Ew. That's gross. Uh, here's another card that so many people have come to love. Uh, Cryptgast. Not only does Cryptgast have extort, but he also has an ability that says whenever you tap a swamp for mana, add one black tier mana pool. So, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do with all this extra mana. I think I'll <laughs> extort the spell I just cast. Seems good. Uh, that, that's just a win-win because you get more mana to spend on other things, and if you don't have to use it to, to play other things, then you extort. Um, I'd like yeah. some peanut butter with my chocolate now. Mm. I know, and just like whatever you can come up with that has extort on it is just a, a good card. There's none of them that you look at and you're like, eh, I don't know if I would play with that. All of them are like, yeah, I could, I could see myself using yeah. that. All, all of them are pretty good. Um, so it's not like in, there are any that are really just you would only ever play for the extort. Possibly something like Basilica Creature, because for two mana it's a one-two with flying. And even then, okay. I mean, it's it's got evasion. I'm not saying it's not, but how great is it sometimes in the in the mid game, almost to late game, if you've stabilized and you're not just throwing chump blockers out to even have this guy? You're like, sure. I'll take this silly little guy that's never going to attack because he's got extort, and the next thing I play is going to have extort. So, and uh, so I think he's kind of at the bottom end, and I, I, that's I still think, pretty good. I think the, the the guy that I would definitely not play, that I would definitely play and never even extort, is the Pontiff of Blight because there's nothing I like better than a two seven for six, and that's all. <laughs> I mean, he's got extort, sure. And he says other creatures you control have extort, but that's all nonsense because he's a two seven for six, and that is hot. Oh, he's a zombie cleric. Don't forget. Oh, that. and he's a zombie cleric. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now I don't want to play him anymore. <laughs> hey, Mike, Mr. Rules yes. guy. Okay. I've got out a Basilicus creature because it's great, and I play Pontiff of Blight, and then I've still got two mana open. No, I still have three mana open. Sorry, it took me a little bit. I have three mana open, so I play. Uh, 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 a black lotus because it costs zero. I don't know. How many times can I extort with a pontiff of blight and one basilicus creature? Um, because extort is a triggered ability, uh, it only triggers once per each spell you cast. And um, having multiple instances of extort isn't redundant, just like multiple instances of any other triggered ability. All of them will trigger. So with if if your only creatures are a pontiff of blight and a basilicus creature, if you can cast if you cast a spell, you can extort it up to three times, Woo-hoo. depending on how much you can pay. Yeah, it's just like uh oh, what was it? Uh, it's just like was it exalted? Yes. Yeah. So when you attack with a guy and you've got like two or three exalted dudes, you then each one will trigger. And now I'm thinking something else. Well, no, you oh, are because then because then there's that um angel lady the angel. who kills all your creatures. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I was trying to think of, but I couldn't remember if there was such a card or not. Yeah. So yeah, if you've got an exalt exalted dude and that angel, what's do you remember what she's called? I don't. I not see. Right I see her in my mind. Archangel something something. Yeah, that angel that gives all of your other creatures exalted. Then and you attack with, you know, the one guy you have that already has exalted. Then he'll have it. Three times, once from her, once from him, and once from the one that she gives to him. Right? Right. Yes. So it's the same idea, 
And every, so what, what Pontiff of Blight does is on your Basilicus creature, he takes a pen and he writes the word extort below it in that little space between the reminder text and the flavor text. <laughs> and every time that it says extort, you do it again. So you extort once, okay, extort again, okay, extort from him, okay, yay, and everybody's happy. Look at him as a DCI. So, um. Dirk, what you got? Nah, you guys pretty much got it. <laughs> so that's so that's extort and haunt. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go with extort. I I do think that haunt has some potential, but extort is very clean. It is super awesome in multiplayer, which is still my my format of choice. And, and so um, I, I like the way it works. I like I like the the spells that it's on. And um, Haunt is great, but it is kind of conditional, and all you have to do with Extort, the only condition is play more spells and have some mana that's black and, and or white. So, whereas Haunt, you know, you have to you have to have a creature to Haunt, and then you have to hopefully be able to kill it, and it has to be advantageous. Like, you have to then hopefully set it up so that when it dies is the most advantageous time for it to die. Like, having... Um, Having something uh, haunting a uh, a guy like a a, a Orsov Pontiff haunting a guy and somebody wraths. Okay, well I'm gonna give all my guys no. Okay, well I'm gonna give all my not guys. Uh, mm, uh, ugh. So anyway, I'm rambling, but I'm gonna go with <laughs> extort. Yeah, the thing I like about extort is extort does everything by itself. Like once there's something that says extort, that's all you need. Whereas haunt. You have to have other dudes, and it's limited based on what that card says. So, you know. Yeah. Cry of Contrition doesn't do you any good if none of your opponents have any cards in hand. <laughs> like, oh, right, and when this guy dies, I'll piss. Yeah. Yeah, um, Haunt, Haunt is, Haunt is good, and I like it a lot, but Extort is completely awesome. <laughs> and that makes the big difference. And a lot of it has to do with just how, how much it's easier to control and implement. Like the others have been saying so far. Um, you know, haunt takes a bit of extra work sometimes. The one, one thing that I always think of whenever I think of haunt just as a mechanic is, uh, is, is a deck that Bill had. Um, Bill made a haunt deck and the way he, the, the main way he, uh, he had to control it was by splashing red to play Crater Gargadon. Hmm. Holy so crap. He, could, he suspended the greater Gargadon, and then he could just sacrifice stuff whenever he felt like it, and then eventually, oh, whoops, I have this giant guy attack. You know? <laughs> That's the one thing I think of whenever I think of one. But yeah, Extort wins this direct comparison. It's just all around better. I, Dirk? Okay. I wholeheartedly agree. I think Extort is much simpler to play. I had a Haunt deck at one point, and it it bled people, but it didn't really win. Whereas extort, I was on the the receiving end of the uh, of the the pre-releases, and extort just beat the dog out of me. Is that your I got, I got, now? I got beat tw- by two different people with extort because mm. it just it just like you know paper cutted me to death. That sounds about right. Death wow, of, that's a good way to put it. Death of a thousand small cuts. Little paper cuts. I mean, that sounds like a terrible way to die, but it's pretty... Hey, wait a minute. What? Oh, excuse me. So, if if it's if it's lots of little cuts, they're killing you, does that mean 
that you took 1,000 lashes. I'm sorry. No, that is not what it means. Okay. <laughs> right, so that's the mechanic. So that's the let's mechanic. Let's move in here. Some of us have, you know, work in bond motions and stuff tomorrow. Who's the guild leader? The the top of the top. In in the old Ravnica, it was the Ghost Council. And in the ru- new, uh, new Ravnica, it's the Ghost, Ghost Council. Council. <laughs> Maybe because, I would say they don't die, but they are dead. But yeah. There are, I think there are a couple new members, so something happened to some of them. Yeah. Well, in the old Ravnica, the Ghost Council was a 4-4 for 4 spirit. That can't be right. It's got to be something else spirit now. Spirit Lord. It it's, says Lord. Uh, it's just a spirit now. It's yeah. not an advisor? Nope. Okay. And uh, when it enters the battlefield, target opponent loses one life and you gain a life. At any time, you can pay one mana and sacrifice a creature to exile Ghost Council from uh exile it and return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at end of turn. Which was great because not only does it give you a sacrifice outlet for haunt and it played well with the mechanic, but it also furthered the bleeder um the bleeder theme. It was a four four for four, which is pretty darn near good. It was almost unheard of at this time, even in green, but especially outside of green. And it is so hard to kill if they have any, if they have a ghost council, any open mana, and any number of disposable creatures, even just one other one, you're not going to target this with anything. Period. End of story. Yeah. He lost a I, bit of his utility with the changes to uh, combat damage. Yeah. But still, he's, he's, he's pretty solid. I've always liked this guy. I'm going to be a little biased on this one, but I've always liked this guy. And I think, you know, history does back me up. This guy was a central figure in the old Ghost Dad decks. In fact, I think he was one of the na- reasons that that deck was named that way. Yeah. Uh, but with Promise of Boonrai, which was a beast with this sort of sacrifice outlet out, this deck could, like, kill you on turn five. Just, oh, and you're dead. So... And this guy was a promise of Bunray is cheating. I don't know who okayed that card. So remind the younger listeners what that does. Probably, let me get the text up so I can read it's, it right. It costs three, right? It's a it's a white enchantment from <laughs> Saviors of Kamigawa. Yeah, for two white. I mean, for two and a white, it's enchantment. Whenever a creature you control dies, sacrifice promise of Bunray, and if you do, put four one-one colorless spirit creature tokens onto the battlefield. I'm sure they were thinking you only get one use out of it. You have to invest three mana in it. Uh, it they're only one ones, and what you're losing may be much bigger than three one ones. I'm sure that's what they were maybe thinking. Yeah, but is it bigger than four one ones? Yeah, you know, in the anthem color, yeah, that'll be fine. When you can control your own sacrifices. Oh, but we haven't printed anything that does that. Uh, next block. <laughs> Not to mention. Even, like I said, Nantuko Husk, which was actually being printed in corsets at the time and was another part of that deck. So yes. anyway. So Ghost Council, awesome. Now we've got obviously I mean, No, no, of course, when Mike said he lost a little bit of his utility, he lost most of it as far as the tournament scene goes. Yeah, when they took true. damage off the stack, he became kind of stupid. He's not Stupid, but he's not nearly the powerhouse he was to be. To be okay, sure. well, yeah, not not you, stupid. You could you could swing with that guy and then put damage on the stack and just blink him out. You 
he would get through pretty much every time or or kill a chump blocker. Yeah, I mean, taking that away doesn't remove all of a creature's utility. I mean, yes, I know Edeling is also plenty of good in plenty other ways, but Edeling would be would be stupidly ridiculous under the old rules, but still, now he's uh, still very, very good. Aetherling with damage on the stack. Yeah, they wouldn't have printed it. They couldn't have. They couldn't have. Yeah, it couldn't be printed. Right? No, they, nah, nah, no. Nah. In an alternate universe somewhere, they're like, why? Why, wizards, why did you do this to us? <laughs> so yeah, that was Ghost Council of Orsova. Now we should read Obsidat Ghost Council. <laughs> Yeah, Obsidat Ghost Council is a five-five for five, so they grew up, and got a little fatter. <laughs> they got one um, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they 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 got a new guy. Um, hey, it's new a legendary guy. spirit, <laughs> a legendary spirit advisor, and you know what Obsidat does. When it enters the battlefield, you get to drain someone for two, and at the beginning of your end step, you can choose to exile him. And if you do, he comes back at the beginning of your next upkeep, and he has haste. When we previewed this guy, I mentioned how frustrated I was that this guild had such a great multiplayer mechanic with extort. And the guild leader feels, at first blush, feels like he does that, and then in multiplayer he just falls completely flat. Because you're only draining one person instead of everybody, and if you take him away at the end of your turn... He's not just gone. Like if he came back every turn, he would be he'd be really good. He'd be probably maybe even too good. I don't know, but he he then leaves you completely defenseless. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna take two from him, and yeah, you you take it from here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break. He can't chump block. He can't do anything unless you keep him in. So from a multiplayer perspective, I was really disappointed. Is he well, a good car? What? They did his initial design. In his initial design, he did drain all of your opponents, like extort. But they they ended, they ended up coming to the decision that that was way too powerful, and they had to back him down. Well, and, and if that's their decision, that's their decision. Uh, and but I'm just saying that I'm disappointed that it couldn't have a better effect on multiplayer. But now, is he a good card? I, there's no disagreeing with that. And you want to talk about? You know, showing up at tournament tables, this guy shows up at tournament tables. No question. He is a finisher in black and white decks. He's a finisher in Esper decks and pretty much any deck that can support these colors. He shows up in because he's hard to deal with. He, uh, if you're always exiling him, they cannot wrath him away without quicken. Um, and, uh, he dodges some things like, you know, Doomblade and that sort of thing. And, he dodges both Doomblade and Ultimate Price, so he's a good card. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not. What yeah. is it, whether or not he's better than his old version? I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Even though they might look similar, they're actually pretty difficult to compare. Yeah, yeah. like this opposite that you can, uh, like as an opponent, you can go, oh yeah, well, what's the spell that gives minus five, minus five? That thing, I don't know. Yeah, that um, thing. I can't remember what it's called. Is there one? The only one I can think of is Waste Away, but that is not what you're thinking of. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. But there's a spell that does that. Yeah, I just can't remember. Instant Speed Removal can kill him. Exactly, yeah. Instant Speed Removal can just up and kill Obsidat, and you go, well, damn. But Instant Speed Removal is much less effective on uh the Ghost Dad. If... 
But they have to have ammo for it. Exactly. If they've got a sacrifice to, to do, and they're, and mana, and there might be a certain point where they just can't do that. But you are correct in that you don't even have that option with Obsidad. You can't just say, well, I'll sacrifice and, oh wait, uh, I outgrew that ability. I forgot how to do that. By the way, Dismember's the one I was thinking of, but there's also Executioner's Wing, Fodder Launch, Pull Under, and Waste Away. And Dismember is probably a good one to remember, since that's the Phyrexian Mana one, right? Yeah. yeah. How come Waste Away was the only one of those I could remember? What's up with that? Because you're weird. <laughs> and yet the whole Mad Lib, Mike was, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, you didn't ask for Waste Away. That's true, quick, you didn't. Quick, give me an instant that gives a creature minus five, minus five until the turn. Uh, Havoc Demon. <laughs> Bristlebrand? Jam! <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, back back to that. Instant speed removal is, is much better against Obsidat, but then... Uh, Obsidat hits harder. He, he's a 5-5 five, five for 5 instead of a 4-4 four, four for 2, but he comes down a turn later. Whoa, whoa a 4-4 four, four for what? 4-4 four, four, four for 4. There you Sorry. go. <laughs> oh man, a white and a black for a four-four with awesome ability. You're How right. Is he is much better. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've literally got two cards with power and toughness equal to their converted mana cost, like at a mid range where you don't normally see that. Uh, again, outside of green, um, and at this time, even green creatures with that were uh, back in the old days, back in the days of original Ravnica, would have been like and, and some sort of drawback. Um, and these are all upside. So you have a 4-4 four, four for 4 and a 5-5 five, five for 5. One comes down a little sooner. The other one comes down right around the same time, just a turn or two later. Um, one drains for 1, but can do it potentially every turn if you keep having sacrifice outlets. The other one hits for, uh, drains for 2 and can, can do it every time, whether you've got the sacrifice outlet or not, but um, then can't block. But also does gain haste, importantly, when it comes back. And is, again, 5-5. So, <sighs> this one is... We've had some close ones before. We had some serious ties in Gruul. But, um, I don't know. I like the old art a lot better. A lot better. Yeah, the new art is more uh like Disney's Halloween treat. This does look like something that you might see in the Haunted Mansion. Um, I gosh. I'm gonna go with the old one because I need to get, go with one of them. I like that it comes down a little sooner, which is great not only for playing it in a normal game but as a commander. I like the fact that in multiplayer I don't have to make it sit out everybody else's turn necessarily. In fact, I can make it come back during each other player's turn if I have that many sacrifice outlets, and I like that it's harder to kill. So I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, just try and stop me. Brian, somebody stop. else, somebody else make a decision. I'm gonna go with the new one. It's, it's more dual natured, whereas the original one was, was a little more multiplayer, but I, I think this one has got a little bit more bang for its buck. It's bigger, it's in a, in a head, in a toe to toe, there's not as many things that are gonna be able to kill the new ghost council. It does drain life for two. You have the option to make it exile it and everything. And okay. you're also talking about that this is the, this is the, the, 
the blocks and everything where there is more stuff that can make things blink out than in old Ravnica. Just in the recent times, there have there has been a much larger number of things that have a blink effect that could bring this thing, blink it out, make it come back, and then drain life an opponent for two. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about support cards, in the years since Ravnica came out, we have seen an increased number of blink effects, basically starting with Time Spiral and on. You have a much greater concentration, whereas that card prior to Time Spiral showed up very infrequently, very, very infrequently. So now it's more like, what's the blink effect for this set? Yeah, so I'm going to go with the new one. Some decent reasoning there. I can chew you. It's like, <sighs> I, I, I used to play with, I used to play with the old one. And then I definitely stopped when the combat damage rules changed. Because, because he didn't play in the same way. And I guess I just, at the time I wasn't willing to relearn how to play him and relearn what card exactly that he was. Um, so I, so I stopped playing with him. It's like I kind of see Mike on a on a rainy road, staring at at uh, the Ghost Council. You've changed. I don't know who you are anymore. But still, the old Ghost Council can do more stuff. Like the new Ghost Council can win more games, but the old Ghost Council can do more stuff. And it's weird that that makes me lean towards more of the old Ghost Council because that's basically the opposite of the position that I took when talking about Haunt versus Extort. Um, but I still, I don't know anymore. Chewie, <laughs> hmm. do you have a, a side? Not really, no. Like, as a primarily multiplayer person, I never, and I've never actually had or owned either one of these. I might have had one of the old one, but it never actually got put in the deck, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, the Ghost Council of Orzova isn't geared toward multiplayer at all. And if, and it's and neither more nor less than, uh, than the Obsidot. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can blink him out every turn, but look, you just sacrificed three creatures against all of your opponents. You know, how far ahead are you really getting? Training one life at a time that way. Yeah. Um, And so, being a primarily a multiplayer person, I've never missed that I don't have (laughs) uh, either of these. So, I think the fact that no matter how good the, the old one is now, it's not as good as it used to be. And it's been nerfed, so it's not at full power. I think I have to go with the new one, just because, as far as I'm concerned, they're basically, I have the same amount of interest and or disinterest towards each one. Like, I recognize how they're both powerful cards, but it doesn't bother me either way, personally. (laughs) So I think the fact that the old one's been nerfed, I'm going to have to go with the new one, who is at its full power. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's going to sway mine towards the new one as well. All right. So that it's works. So the two for the one, new. Two for the new. Now we've got the um, the lieutenant person. And in old Ravnica, it's uh, Tesa. And in new Ravnica, it's, it's Countess Bubula. <laughs> known as Tesa. Oh, right. Not much, not much changes around here. Wow. We really saved a, a winner for last year. Uh, so the old Tesa, um, was Tesa Orsob Scion for one and a white and a black, a two three human advisor, uh, <clears throat> sacrifice three white creatures, 
Exile target creature. Whenever another black creature you control dies, put a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. So obviously the way this works is you got three white guys, you can sacrifice them at any time, including her, which is great in Commander, to exile something else. Not just kill it, but exile it. And then if those creatures happen to be black, you like if they're black-white bats, for example, you get three white spirit tokens. So you don't, you can't then, um, you can then sacrifice those. Now they won't replace themselves because they're not black. Is there anything that, like Darkest Hour, Darkest that, doesn't, Hour. that doesn't remove other colors? Does Darkest Hour override other colors? I can't remember. Um, I think dark, I think it does. I think Darkest Hour just says all creatures are black. Darkest. So all creatures are black, anything. yeah. So you can't sacrifice anything. But is there anything that, that, that does that without there's, removing other colors? There's a yeah, blue there's enchantment. Like that. Yeah. Because if so, you can, you've got an endless supply of exile dudes. Hmm, that's cool. I yeah, like, and, and people have built decks around this. She, she's a, a very she's a very Johnny person, and she's great in Commander. She's decent in other decks too. Uh, she comes down a lot sooner. Well, not a lot sooner than the Ghost Council, but there is a difference between three and four, and not to mention a much lower color specific requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's pretty cool. How about the new one? Is she cool? Yeah, Tasa Envoy of Ghosts is pretty cool. Um, she costs a bit more, seven, five a white and a black for a four, four human advisor. She has vigilance and protection from creatures, and then whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, destroy it, and put a one, one white and black spirit token with flying onto the battlefield. So she's a, she's a tough creature in combat, and no mercy that gives you stuff. So wait, no mercy, there's a, there's a, an enchantment that does her second ability too. Both parts of her second ability? Well, I mean, sorry, the last part. Okay. The one that when something dies, you get it, or one of, okay, maybe not. If you're thinking of Field of Dreams, that's when your stuff dies. Not Field of Dreams, Field of Souls. Field of Souls, okay, this is when your stuff dies, never mind then. So she's a No Mercy, a Field of Souls that is inverted and works better with No Mercy. And she's a 4-4, unblockable, infinite blocker, because she's got vigilance. I don't think this one's close. Only the fact that she costs 7 and has a lot less combo potential is really making me question it. Yeah. Like, my my temperament, just in the way I play, I would definitely pick Taste of the Envoy of Ghosts over the Ghost of Cylon. I just prefer to play that way. Battlecruiser. I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, uh, the, uh, Envoy of Ghosts, or the Envy of Ghosts, if you saw the really early preview and people had the, the name wrong, so Envy of Ghosts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, uh, she just, she takes a lot longer to come down, but when she comes down, as long as, I mean, as long as they can't just blow her up, their combat damage is almost negated, at least from a singular creature, without trample. And, Anything else, you know, you feeds your guys and gives you more, which, if anything, plays really well with the original Ghost Council because it gives you all this fodder. Um, <laughs> or original Tesa because the spirit tokens are white. The, the old Tesa and the new Tesa were... Oh, the spirit tokens are white and black. Holy yeah, crap. White and yeah, black. play them together. 
They yeah, were, play both. And Jeez. the old one does not say sacrifice a non-token, nor does it say when a black non-token creature you control. Yeah, these two together, I, I'm going to vote for a new one, but really I'm kind of voting for the new one plus the old one because that's what you should be doing. Stop what you're doing. Get them both on the battlefield. You'll thank me later. <laughs> yeah, because ghosts are like, man, wish I had boobs like that. So she is the envy of ghosts. I also like the way that in however many years, she only kind of aged. Like a... Hmm. She's it's only like ten years. Really? I keep hearing different numbers for how long that is. It can't... It can't. I, I think it might have only been ten years. Dark, what's your vote, real quick? Envoy of Ghosts. Well, that was easy. The the uh, the thing I always think is funny is that Progenitus and her are just passing by each other like, Yo, have fun. <laughs> and, and they just walk right by each other. Hey, have you tried this taco place? No, I haven't tried it. Well, I don't know. Progenitus will get turned into a ghost if he tries to run past <laughs> So Protection doesn't protect against that. It doesn't target. Well, that's right. <laughs> and the true name Nemesis is standing there going, Hey, man, what about me? So, yeah, just on that, takes the envoy of ghosts. Because she can mess up progenitus. Because so now, not, not only does she kick all that ass, but she does it sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a wheelchair. Maybe that's Maybe why she, she has, has a vigilance. Did you say a trunk monkey? Yeah. Cause like, you know, she's like, she's doing her thing and then someone walks right by her. All of a sudden her lackeys jump out of the trunk and just beat the stuff out of whoever walked by her. The dog. Beat the, the dog. dog. Well, it can't be a dog. It has to be a trunk monkey. It's gotta have a wrench. It wouldn't make any it sense. Otherwise. It's gotta have a wrench. <laughs> if you're gonna train a monkey to attack people, then Anything other than a wrench is just foolishness. Yeah, just what are you, you're wasting everybody's time. I mean, monkeys don't know what to do with a screwdriver, but a wrench? They could do something with that. Why do you think they call them monkey wrenches? Come on, man. Exactly. You ever heard of a monkey hammer? No, stop being stupid. I got this, I got this monkey power drill. Oh, I can see it now. The cartoon, the monkey pulls the trigger, and instead of the drill spinning, the monkey starts spinning. <laughs> so, uh, when that happens, I'm just saying, when that happens, you have to retrain the monkey. Be like, monkey! Bad monkey! Someone needs to take that away from you. <laughs> that is correct. Stay on target. Stay on target. Okay, so that's... So that's three. That's all of that. Plus, um... We, we for, kind of forgot this with the gruel, but the, uh. The guild mage. The guild mages. So the old one is the Orsov guild mage. What? That's it. And, um, two black-white hybrids, two-two human wizard, uh, two and a white target player, loot, two, two and a white, sorry, target player gains one life, two and a black, each player loses one life. So, as long as you're gaining more life than everybody else, you can just keep using that first ability until you're in a good position and then just drain everybody. Just make everybody lose one. The art is some of the best art on any magic card ever. It's right up there. The ghost of Christmas feature is like, aww. Greg Staples nailed this. Yeah. Man, look at that. 
I mean, so, Horse of Guildmage is just awesome. He's one of those guild mages that if you are left alone, he can just win all by himself, given yeah. enough time. It's going to take a long time, but, I mean, heck, even if people have been dealt with a little bit of damage and you're ahead, you don't even need to use that first ability. So, just kind of fireball them. Yeah, I mean, and uh, just just whatever you have the mana for, you just activate whichever one makes more sense and you're golden. Mm-hmm. And the new one? And, and he's a 2-2 two, two for 2, and, you know, white does that pretty fairly often. But black, that doesn't come around too much. No, I mean, you've got some historical examples with some of the Black Knights and their variants, but yeah. it's a little more rare. And when it shows up, it's pretty special. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So the the other one is the Viz, Vizcopa Guild Mage. Vizcopa, yeah? Vizcopa, yeah. yeah. So for black and a white, it's a 2-2 human wizard. For one, a white and a black. Target creature gains lifelink until end of turn. K. And for one, a white and a black. Whenever you gain life this turn, each opponent loses that much life. So this, the potential for it to up and kill someone, depending on what else you have on the board, is really high. Because, you know, yeah. you, you swing with that Greater Gargadon, <laughs> and yeah. you just happen to have six mana handy, which if you played a gar- Greater Gargadon, you might, unless you, you know, suspended it, but uh with no other dudes to sack. But that's... That's pretty big, but even if you don't do that, you know, it works with, uh, and it says whenever you gain life, so you can just turn it on at the beginning of turn, and then just, like, swing with your armadillo cloak locks on a warhammer carrying dudes. Yeah. And essentially deal double damage. I, for some reason, I had forgotten about that. Yeah, or, or any of the hundreds of white and black creatures with lifelink. Well, let's not get silly. Like, <laughs> like in mine, even... the way I have mine sorted, the tithe drinker's right next to it. Look at that. But. <laughs> and with, um, I mean, if you have the mana, even if you don't have a guy with lifelink, all of a sudden you do have a guy with lifelink. And if you have no other creatures out, he can give himself lifelink. So once again, this is literally another guild mage that, if left alone, can win the game all by itself. Yes, you have to actually attack with it, whereas you don't have to attack with the first one. That's it. And that's, you know, that's assuming that you don't have anything else to do or to give lifelink to... Or, or to exploit in some other way. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the new one, because it can be more explosive, because it, it, it's more the Johnny thing, whereas with the first one, all you're gonna do is either gain life, or make everybody lose life. Whereas with the second one, with that second ability especially, you can do some really interesting things. Uh, if you have some unconventional ways of gaining life, and all of a sudden, oh look, and everybody else is either dead or, or well on their way. I'm just gonna go with the second one. Not, not to mention just the ability to give anything you want lifelink can be so helpful, not only to keep you alive, but even in multiplayer for politics if you want to go there. I can't kill Chewie by myself. Dark is already attacking Mike. I'm gonna give his guy lifelink. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Dark will be in it a bit longer. Well, you can always assume. I I agree. I think the second guild mage um uh, is the better. It, it it just does seem like it, he combines the best. Yeah, cuz you can give someone else's creature life link or you can gain life and make all your opponents lose life too. So I I think the second one has the better abilities. I think the the, the new one is the better of the two. 
And don't forget that Viscopa Guildmage's second ability is not limited to creatures with lifelink. You can do that for anything. Sure. Yeah. Like if you're playing, uh, oh, let's say in your, uh, what's her name? Kalia deck. You have out a Viscopa mm. Guildmage and you go activate the second ability, oh, lightning helix. So you just did something three, gain three, and then, uh, not siphon Each soul. Each opponent loses was... three more. Yeah, what is that? Um, the, the, the siphon soul for three that was in the corset, damn it. Blood tie. Blood tie, there we go. So, but even with all that being said, I, I still gotta go with the first one. Because it's, it's inevitability. If you let it live, it's, it's possibly gonna be the reason you die. It might not kill you itself, but you're gonna die from it. <laughs> Just See, sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, Everybody I'm, I'm, I, I'm already heavily biased towards the original Wars I've killed me. It's just because of all the games that I've played with it and all the good that it's done me over the years. And he's just got that, you know, yeah, the Viscopa Guild Mage, uh, has the biggest potential for, like, huge, uh, ex- explosive plays, but the Wars of Guild Mage just has that simple, straightforward, straight up, just good quality to him. And he doesn't need any help at all. Yeah. Slow gonna... and steady wins the race. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it really is a question of slow and steady versus, uh, you know, you are going to get there versus potential for explosiveness. Uh, Chewie mentioned, um, uh, something, you know, like blood tithe and that sort of thing. I immediately started thinking of, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't think of this before. I, I remembered a little card, ironically, <laughs> called Heroes Remembered. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, for, oh look, I win. Doesn't that have suspend? Yes. Suspend. Of ten for a single white, which you know in, in multiplayer is like that's still a long time. Yeah. But for six and three white mana over a total of nine mana, it's a sorcery. It has suspend of ten for a, a single white, and uh, you gain twenty life. Just boom, you gain twenty life. Congratulations. That's pretty funny. So, so I guess we're split on that one, but uh, New Ravnica still. Return yeah. to Ravnica still carries the day because yes, it's still mm, a three to a tie. Yeah. So even even if we think old Ravnica has all the best cards, new Ravnica still got it. But we still have to talk about all the old, all the best cards. All the best cards. All the best cards. Well, I do want to draw one quick contrast here, where I do think new Ravnica does come out ahead. Culling Sun, uh, which it was the smother all that they're like, yeah, this is gonna be great, and it, it did nothing because it's kind of silly. Culling Sun for two, two white and a black. So sorcery, destroy each creature with converted mana cost three or less. Um, it doesn't, yeah, eh. There's gonna be some situations where it's great, but a lot of the time it's just gonna be eh. Yeah, token players are gonna hate you. Yes. Unless they're doing, you know, like, token copy creatures. Then they don't care, because those have com- converted mana cost equal to the copy, but whatever. As Age the, populate. <laughs> now I compare that directly to merciless eviction because they're both the Orshov wrath effects and or merciless eviction in my book much better for four a white and a black so six mana sorcery choose one exile all artifacts or exile all creatures or exile all enchantments or exile all planeswalkers exile instead of destroy. 
all of them, no silly, you know, big stuff stays alive. And if you're too afraid of blowing up your own stuff, either don't play it, or you choose a mode where you don't lose anything, or where you're not going to lose as much. Everybody else is playing Planeswalkers? Too bad. So sad. Screw those guys. Too bad. So sad. Ghost dad. So, <laughs> so I just like Merciless Eviction a lot better. That's we can't talk about yeah, oh, but we ahead. can't talk about awesome cards, awesome Morzov cards in original Ravnica without talking about um, Angel of Despair. Yeah, which was one of the true format defining cards to come out of um, to to come out of the guild, apart from the Ghost Council. Yeah, Angel of Despair for three, two white and two black is a five five angel with flying. So for seven, you get a five five with flying, but when Angel of Despair enters the battlefield, destroy target permanent. How about, that? How about that? How about that? Vindicate and a five-five flyer. Yeah, like this is this is where the solar flare deck started. Yeah, this was the first Angel of Despair was in the first deck to be called Solar Flare, which I know has popped up, you know, a few times over the years since then. But this was the original, especially when Time Spiral came out and you got like the flagstones. This is where that deck. Really yeah, where you had flagstones and Dread Return and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was something you got. It was either this or a chroma or this to, you know, mm-hmm. win. Yeah. And even now, she's played in Legacy as uh, a sideboard <laughs> card against uh, Show and Tell. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Show and Tell, Emrakul, what you got? Well, I, I got I got Angel of Despair. And they both enter the battlefield. And then, oh, look, Angel of Despair killed your Emrakul because she's not a colored spell. She's an angel with a big-ass sword. <laughs> there was there was a legacy portion of the Invitational this last weekend, the Star City Invitational, and there was a game three where um, one upon, one person was playing Show and Tell. And I can't remember what the other person was playing, but uh, the the first person resolved a, an early Show and Tell, and was like, "Yes, I got this." Played as Emrakul, and the other person laid down Humility. <laughs> That's awesome. It was the best thing ever. And then he's got these like little one one tokens, and he's like, "So you want to trade my token for your Emrakul?" And he had like no way of removing the humility. It was awesome. I saw some humility in sideboards, and that's what it's for. Like it didn't. Like I knew. I, I knew there was a reason. But my brain refused to see it, and now that you've said that, that is brilliant. Because apparently he was also holding like a gristle brand and something else, and none of it mattered because humility, which is oh. hilarious. By the way, all of your big stupid guys are actually just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So, yeah, Angel of Despair. There's not really an equivalent <clears throat> in the new Ravnica. We have the Ashmount Rider, but that's Theros. Yeah. It feels almost like it should be Ravnica because it is, it's like another Angel of Despair. Yeah, let's not try we to come back too much, we'll just get confused. Yeah. Aw. But there, but there are so many parallels. For example. Oh, here he goes. For example, um, uh, Pillory of the Sleepless and 1000 Lashes. 1000 Lashes, where they are literally made to be pretty much the same thing. Pillory costs three mana, Enchant Creature, it's pacifism, the enchanted creature can't attack or block, and enchanted creature has, at the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life. And then the uh, 1,000 Lashes is for four mana, enchanted creature can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated, so it's an arrest. 
and at the beginning of Enchanted Creatures Controller, that player loses one life. So it doesn't give the ability to the creature, but it's it's the same thing. So that was that was a direct throwback, sort of. Hey, that's that'll be my last one for now until I find another one. Until he finds another one. Pillory of a Sleepless, however, saw all kinds of play in oh, just yeah. in our group. Yeah. And it's and there is nothing worse than sitting there with two big dudes, both of them under a pillory. One was Dirks and one was Corey's or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the whenever I built my Orzov deck, it was. It didn't really have an offensive ability because I didn't have anything that was super offensive. But if you talk about a deck that could essentially bleed you to death, my deck would do it. I had the Agent of Masks. So at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses one life. You gain one life to a life lost this way. So I was gaining life, and I had the Pillories, which were, you know, bleeding people. I had the... The blind hunters, I had, you know, all this stuff that was just bleeding people or locking them down and, and everything. So, yeah, for the most part, people just, it didn't really have an offense, but it was really great for defense. It was like, I don't really want to attack dirt because I don't want to lose a lot of life. Not that I was going to retaliate in any way. <laughs> I just didn't want to lose a lot. Because the, was the souls of the faultless also? Uh, is de- yeah. Whenever is dealt combat damage, you gain that much life, and attacking player loses that much life, and it's a zero four. So if you attacked into me, you you kind of were like, how much life do I want to lose trying to get through Dirk's walls? <laughs> yeah, I played a, I played a deck in, in standard for a couple of weeks, and I had Souls of the Fallen in there, and there were a couple opponents who who didn't know everything that Souls of the Faultless actually did, so they would just attack into it and they would be astonished when I told them, okay, lose three life. But what? <laughs> yeah, Souls of yeah. the Faultless is, is one of my favorite walls for yes. actually making people never want to attack you ever. Yes, I agree. And it costs white, black, black, so it's not easy to cast, but it's pretty awesome. I mean, if you're in those colors, then it comes down pretty darn early. Yeah. And going back to what Dirk said earlier, the Agent of Masks is a multiplayer awesome. So it's a 2-3 for 5 that just sits there and sucks one life out of everyone every turn. Isn't there an enchantment that does that? Yeah, Subversion, which yeah. also costs 5. Which is not a dude and not in Ravnica. So it's a subversion on legs, on a stick. Holding a stick on a legs. Stick that punches you in the face for 2. But I would say that the new Ravnica, or the uh, Return to Ravnica, Orzhov... I think it's much more aggressive. Like yeah, but we're not, we're not there yet. Like it could be, but it seemed to have more. De- it seemed to me more to be more defensive. Yeah, with, it's, it's with, a lot slower. With old Ravnica, you more you had to make more of a choice. Do you want to really commit to bleeding, like what you're talking about, or do you want to have more offense with things like Shadowlands? Um and uh Revenant Patriarch. Because if you do that, then you're not really supporting the Blader theme as much. So wh- which angle do you want to really go from? Yeah. But then, but the thing is with the new Ravnica, uh, or the new Orzov, it seems to be more aggressive because Exhort, Extort forces you as in the opponent to have to attack them. 
and and because that the the new Orzhov is just it feels like it's much stronger. Like it's got better creatures to to me. Better, and again, it's it. It, yeah, like the the original one, you didn't really want to attack into them because you didn't want to get bled, even though you were slowly being bled. Extort in this one makes you realize, okay, I have to do something, and it makes you commit probably when you're not ready to to commit to the offense against Orzov. I have commitment issues, it's known. Because, <laughs> I mean, that was the problem. Again, I, I felt when I was the pre-releases, I was trying to set to get my stuff ready and going and then as i'm being extorted i'm like okay i'm gonna have to do something soon or else i'm gonna die from extortion from being from extort so i had to try and go on the offensive and when i did i just kept get whittling and whittled and whittled and whittled down and eventually the my opponents just played stuff that could just eat my creatures you know what i had left and i just Um, got and i just got beaten that game before we leave original Ravnica too far behind, I can't not, I ha, I cannot ignore Debtor's Knell because it is the epitome of the, um, of recursion. It just is. Oh yeah. So four and three black white hybrids. It's an enchantment. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card in any graveyard. Onto the battlefield under your control. So you can always, you can just keep getting your guy back or you can just pick and choose. I want the best thing from right there. Um, it's awesome. And it's every single one of your upkeeps. Mm-hmm. That is so key. When you're normally willing to spend a card or like half a card with something like Morbid Return or, um, or, a right, Unburial Rites. Yeah. But, you, but a lot of times a whole card on a Zombify getting Multiple uses out of this is just crazy. Hmm. hmm. Well, we're... Before we before we leave Old Ravnica, there's one thing I still need to point out. What's um, that? I know when Putrefy made an appearance in Dragon's Maze, I know some people were like, "Oh, why didn't Mortify come back?" And now we know that the reason Mortify didn't come back is that it would have been too wildly powerful, right next to Theros Block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, Mortify uh, is really good. Oh, I'll bestow my bone set Mortify. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> and, yeah, Mortify for three mana, destroy target creature or enchantment is, is what that is, in case anyone doesn't know. Uh, I always liked, like, the black-white had more control elements back in the day, it seemed. Like, there's the, uh, whoops, I accidentally scrolled away. Hang on, let me find it. There's Castigate, mm. which nowadays you've got the Sin Collector. But he's uh, still he's still not the same. Castigate for black and white sorcery. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose an on land card from it and exile it. <laughs> well, and right next to it is Conjurer's Ban for a white and a black sorcery. Name a card until your next turn. The named card can't be played. So it's kind of like a pseudo meddling mage uh, until your next turn. And it has draw a card. So that same sense of control. That you're talking about, I think. Yeah, and I think maybe since, since they wanted to emphasize uh, Azorius as more of the straight-up lockdown uh, yeah. guild combination, that's why they took some of that out of Orzov. Right. That might be right. right, yeah. Yeah, bled the lines a little too much. And, of course, just one more card on the Bleeder theme is the church itself, the uh, Orzova, the Church of Deals, the land, yeah. which yeah. for 
three a white, a black, and tap, target player loses one life and you gain one life, which sounds kind of dumb, but I have been on the receiving end of this in a one-on-one, and it is, it, you'll start, you can't even finish a freak, God, I swear to <laughs> It adds up. <laughs> when you can't break through, it, it is the epitome of the death of a thousand small cuts. Yeah, the... And- the the yeah. the stall when they've got you know they've got their souls of the faultless and their various you know lifelink dudes or guys with big asses in the way and they're just like oh suck one out of you suck one out of you suck one and you're drawing cards going come on come on come on I'm not even playing stone rain but I'm gonna will a stone rain into my deck <laughs> yeah because it takes up a land slot so they don't have to have anything else just it and land it's slow for a reason if this costs less it would be seriously problematic. Oh, God. Yeah, f- six mana to do that is a lot. And, and no, it's right. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. if, if we're going ahead and transitioning over to Return of Ravnica, I think that's a good jumping-off point. Like what uh, what Dirk had started to talk about earlier, you know, getting bled slowly and getting extorted slowly, it's one of those ways to lose where you don't notice it at first. And then suddenly it hits you, you're like, what happened? You know, you're at 12, your opponent is at 30, and you have no idea <laughs> how, how you got into this awful position. Yeah, because at, especially at the beginning, you couldn't really afford to. Mm-hmm. I will say that extort mirror matches at the pre-release were miserable affairs. As someone that played as the Orzhov at the pre-release, it was like just my my paper was running out of room. For yeah, the I was going to say, how many trees did that, did those matchups alone kill? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> but I will, I will give them credit for, you know, they had these themes in the original Ravnica and with the haunt and with the bleeding and they kind of zeroed in on the one that was, was more grokable and, and they, they really focused on it. And I think they did a good job with it. Uh, you can't, uh, hey, if I'm at 30 and, and somebody's at 14, my Blood Baron of Viscopa is about to get crazy. And, cause it's already good. It's already good and then it gets awesome. Uh, it's a mythic vampire. FYI, there are a lot of vampires in New Ravnica and Return to Ravnica Orshov, which I really like because flavor-wise it makes a lot of sense. They're gonna go where the blood is and bleeder vampires, so awesome. But um lifelink, protection from white and from black. He's a four four for five, again, with protection from white and black and lifelink, and then a second ability that may or may not ever matter, but as long as you have thirty or more life and opponent has ten or less life, it gets plus six plus six, so it's a ten ten, and has flying. <laughs> but that second I mean it's already a four four with protection from white and from black. And lifelink. With lifelink for five. So who cares? Yeah, that's just to get the game over with quicker, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> oh, and you're dead. And this thing is, is seeing a lot of play in, uh, the last two or three weeks with, um, well, even black. before that. Well, even before that, it's all play, but now it's seeing a lot of play is like a four of in, yeah. uh, Esper control decks and black white control decks because it's a massive finisher. Yeah. yeah, and they, it's so hard to deal with. And it has protection from black. And that lifelink adds up. Yeah. So yeah, everything about the card is good. All these words add up. And by the way, when Brian says there's a lot of vampires, he means two. Uh, Which is, is more than before. It's more than before, and that's is, a lot. 
Is the Tithe Drinker the only other one? Yep. Huh. There might be some in the non-affiliated black. Maybe it's because it, the Tithe Drinker is actually a common, and they didn't have common vampires back in... Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they're just more vampires in general in Return to Ravnica block. Yeah. That's yeah. probably that's probably what you're thinking of. Hmm. Let's see, what else is good in this set? The High Priest of Penance. He's pretty It's like a little itty-bitty, <laughs> you know, angel of despair. Can't destroy lands, but... And it's conditional, but... Still. Teeny tiny angel of despair. <laughs> I got you. You uh, hurt me. Ow. Uh, Take that. Gift of Orzova is completely unfair. Oh yeah. Maybe not Gift completely. It's crazy. It's, it, it's it's like it's like a different take on armadillo cloak. Yeah. So for Basically. one and two white black hybrids, enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and flying and lifelink. And all of that put together, I mean, even if it's on just a stupid one one, you're like, come on, man. You just doubled it, and now I can't ever kill it ever. Well, before Innistrad rotated out, and we had the Invisible Stalker and the Geist of St. Traft, and we had the hex, uh, the Bant Hexproof deck, this aura was going on all sorts of things, because it was a way of... If you've got an Invisible Stalker, and he's even just... A 2-2 um, with, fly, with... Well, flying doesn't really matter, but with Lifelink... That's gonna start adding up, and any sort of enhancement is just gonna put the game away really fast. So, now, I don't know if it, it doesn't really see as much play, but it's still there, and it's just kind of waiting for the right home. And in casual, absolutely. The ability to do this in either a mono white or a mono black deck, hey, you increase your devotion too, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw this mm-hmm. on a Heliod, assuming he's already, you know, got five devotion. Immortal Servitude is great, and I don't just say that because I just played a uh, standard deck with it not too long ago, but the ability to go all combo-rific with it is pretty awesome. For X and three white-black hybrids, sorcery, return each creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's not X or less, it's just X. And I realized that I wanted to play in a standard tournament when I saw this and when I saw how much stuff, how much good stuff was it too, including like Voice of Resurgence and all this other nifty stuff. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I had a blast at that PTQ we went to. And there, at the end of round one, I literally won that round when I top-decked an Immortal Servitude. I just top-decked it. I said, Servitude for two. And he scooped because... He couldn't come back from that. Awesome. Is it awesome? It's awesome. It's awesome. It's much more awesome than the art on Maw of the Obsidian. Oh. <laughs> Just pretend mm-hmm. that's not there. Yeah, I'm not even going to look at that. Um, speaking of art, the uh, the art on the Friday Night Magic Sin Collector is so creepy. Creepy, creepy. creepy, creepy, creepy. I don't want it. I, I don't want it to exist. He's just looking at <clears throat> you like, Hi, I was just on to catch a predator. <laughs> He's got those creepy wall eyes pointing in different directions. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's too bad Obsidot's 8 never happened. <laughs> I mean, again, it's, it's still there. The ability to get any permanent card from your graveyard is awesome. Yeah. For a couple days, I even tried to cram it into my um, Grixis Planeswalker deck, but the mana was just beyond horrible. Oh, God. 
I'm sorry. The the Friday Night Magic banner on Daily MTG is actually a close up of the Friday Night Magic Sin Collector and I. Whoa. <laughs> 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 I sent you guys this link so you could, you know, actually get another look at the oh, collector, but now he's everywhere. He's on the top, <laughs> he's on the right, and he's looking sort of at us. Can it be mm-hmm. January yet? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway. Anything else from here before we go ahead and wrap it up? I, I think that Wait. New Ravnica still has it in the bag, but I like Alms Beast. Just, I think it's cool. I think it's it's nifty to have a six six for four with a drawback. I love that they actually printed a creature with a drawback. That's awesome. You can play him with Erebus, and then he doesn't have any drawback. Yeah. Well, and you know the that's just it is the creatures and other things with drawbacks invite you to find ways to get over them mm. instead of a six six for four that has lifelink and creatures blocking or blocked by it lose lifelink and suck and you know we want you to play with this card. Yeah you know, restrictions breed creativity. What what I like about Almsbees is that he doesn't you don't have to find any way around him because eventually you're just gonna punch through. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that that doesn't work. I'm just saying that the potential is there. Oh yeah. But when in doubt just keep attacking. Soon or later, their life won't matter because it's coming out in big six-point chunks. There's a bunch of the stuff that we mentioned earlier, but then the rest, like they're better creatures, but they're not worth talking about it directly. Like Tithefinder yeah. is really good. It's a two-one for two with Life Link and Extort, but yeah. eh, Syndic of Tithes is a two-two for two with Extort. You know, but so but you get it, yeah, yeah. There's not really a whole lot of like, wow, that's really awesome, slash Mickey, slash whatever. I mean, Death Pact Angel is pretty cool. It's It's, got so many words. It's bizarre, but it's a 5-5 for 6. 3, a white, and 2 black. It's a 5-5 flyer. When it dies, you get a cleric. The cleric says, pay 3, a white, and 2 black, tap and sacrifice it to get a Death Pact Angel back from Graveyard to Battlefield. So, she doesn't really die, she just sort of... you know, goes into hibernation for a minute inside this cleric until he lets her out again. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, to- the token uh, card for that is pretty cool. I don't think I've ever paid any attention to it. Yeah, it doesn't show up hardly ever in booster packs. Because but... it's from a mythic, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the angel is really nifty. I've had one since I got one at the Grand Prix draft. It's got that little stamp on it. And it's been sitting in my binder because I just don't know where to put it. I thought, oh, wow, I can combo that with proliferate, but having more than one, one, one cleric out with such an expensive cost that only cares when you've got that specific card in your graveyard isn't much of an advantage. So I'm just (laughs) not sure what to do with it. So right now it's doing binder duty and it's kind of scaring anybody that goes near my binder because awesome art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Isn't she like some... a Mighty Morphing Power Ranger? <laughs> Almost, yeah. The giant sickle is a trip. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, we didn't talk about Blind Obedience. Whoops. Well, we mentioned that Extort was on some non-creature non, uh, stuff, and this is probably the single most blatant example of that. Yeah, so Might for one... a single example of that. Yeah, for one... Really? No, there's more, aren't there? Mmm, nah. Oh my god, really? That's the only non-creature? That's weird. It is. I would have bet money that there was at least one more. Oh well. Wait, bet so, money. <laughs> I got a dollar that it's the only one. 
too late. But anyway, uh, so for one and a white, artifacts and creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. And as we said, it has extort. And that is because it works so well for the Orzhov, because not only does it slow your opponents down and give you, you know, just like half a turn ahead of them, but it comes down early and lets you keep sucking life out of them while you're, you can use that half a turn that you are ahead to, you know, drain some life. Yeah, this yeah. one is like, this is like a perfect 10 on flavor and on mechanic and how it works because this is exactly what you want to be doing. So, this yeah, could right, go ahead. In my, in my Maze Zen deck, I have one of in the main board and a second one in the sideboard and, uh, after seeing it in action, I just felt like the world's biggest genius for including it. Well, <laughs> it ended up being so useful. Remember, Mike is smarter than you. Like I said before, that doesn't mean I'm any good at this game. No, not at all. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how how is it that I don't remember Debt to the Deathless? Because none of us have tried to play it yet. Oh, maybe that might have something to do with it. X white white black black sorcery uncommon. Which okay, each opponent loses two times X life, and you gain that much. So it's like a super siphon soul thing, but it already costs four, so they sort of had to do that to make it ever worth playing ever. Yeah. Six mana is the point at where it breaks even with Ixsanguinate, and more than that, it ends up being better. But of course, the only way you can pay less than six is if you pay five for it. So, (laughs) I don't think you want to pay four for it. You probably don't want to do that. Unless you just really need to extort that that's silly. And then why didn't you put the one mana into X? Exactly. (laughs) Because then that would extort twice. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't try to extort debt to the deathless. You're just wasting your time. Maybe if you need to kill one guy and kill another opponent at the same time. Because one opponent is at two life and one opponent is at one life. And you can't think of a better way to do it. <laughs> Under those circumstances, it's okay. But wait, then each opponent still loses two, though. Oh, is it each opponent and not target player? Yeah, it's each opponent, yeah. RTFC, wow, okay, so never extort. Never extort. Never extort, not, not even, not, not a nam nutta. No. Oh well. How about you, Dark? Do you see anything you want to talk about? No. We pretty much covered everything. Yeah. So. Like, I haven't played much with this, this guild, and, I mean, the only thing is the treasure thrall was, was one that got released and was like, that's awesome because it has recursion, can bring something back from the graveyard. So, and not just any uh, something, but every time it attacks, you can get an artifact, a creature, or an enchantment. That's crazy. I think the only reason I'm not playing with this anywhere is because I don't think I have any. I don't think any of us have it. I have some, but you know, pre-release. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I oh, think I've even traded some people for some more copies. I haven't done anything with them yet. I need to figure out something to do. Okay, so let's, um, I guess we kill it. Did we kill it? I think we killed it, but it's the Orzhov, so it'll be back. <laughs> I'm in. Jesus. Mickey the episode. <laughs> hmm. So I guess that's Orzhov. Orzhov, new Ravnica wins. Uh, so I guess that's it for, uh, what is this called? Old versus new, the guilds of Ravnica. So mm-hmm. hope everyone enjoyed it. Let us know. If you thought it was a massive our, waste of time or not. It's been one of our longest-running projects. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're finally done, thank goodness. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. So I guess with that, final thoughts, Mike? 
Um, final thoughts. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the upcoming holiday. I'm taking a, a plenty of, plenty enough time off of work and hopefully I'll get to travel and see some family. And I'm not looking forward to having to finish getting Christmas presents though. Every year I get more of that disillusioned like Charlie Brown feeling about Christmas. I don't know what it is. Just about the pressure to get gifts and do this, that, and the other thing, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe you should be, maybe you should become Jewish. Maybe. (laughs) Just become Jewish. For the record, I'm not buying any of you guys anything, so please don't buy me anything. You tell us that every year. And yet, and it's true every year, isn't it? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's cause I'm broke. If I wasn't broke, man, I would just lavish gifts for everybody. But I'm broke, so screw you. (laughs) I'm sorry you're disillusioned, Mike. Maybe we should just do Festivus and have a poll and an airing of grievances and some feats of strength and then go out of, go on about our day. Maybe. I think we're going to do that at work, actually. Me me and another guy <laughs> are, are just going to – he's going to bring in a metal pole, and we're going to just, like, for during lunch one day, we're just going to do the Festivus thing, possibly on the 23rd, which is when Festivus happens. <laughs> it's, isn't, aren't the feats of strength basically like wrestling the head of the household to the ground? Ooh, in that case, never mind. Cause so you're gonna like run up and put Porter in a headlock and then not let go when he tries to tap out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you tap. I didn't hear you tap. <laughs> hmm. Something like that. <laughs> I was thinking I really don't want to wrestle Luke, my my immediate boss, because he is strong. But then oh, okay. he's having back pain lately, so I might be able to take him. <laughs> hmm. uh, but anyway, yeah. That, but that's an idea for you, Mike. <laughs> I'll consider it. Aaron Griffin says, I hate all of you people. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do that at work. <laughs> uh, anyway, so who's next? I guess Dirk, then. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the break. Uh, next, after this week, I've got two weeks uh, break from school. Right now, this week, I'm just we just wrapped up everything, so the next three days of school before we go on break or essentially I'm having the kids essentially make their own reviews of what we've covered and then they get to present it to the class because you know what I've already gone over it myself I think they need to take the time to learn the stuff so I'm making them do that that's a neat idea because then you're putting the first on them yeah so that's my my thing is I'm looking forward to the break Sweet. How would you be? I am going to someday invent a device and implant it in people's cars that if they try to go the wrong way when they're in a parking lot and their arrow's pointing one way and they try to go the other way, the car will, I don't explode or something. <laughs> we'll shut down and give them a sign that says, you're stupid. Maybe automatically put it into reverse. I don't think we want to shut it down because then they're just going to go, this dang car doesn't work, and they're going to be blocking the road for everybody else. So either blow them up or put it in reverse. Maybe put it in reverse. That might be the better thing to do. So See, This is where I'm really trying hard not to just quote Revenge of the Nerds. I say we blow the... <clears throat> Maybe it just locks the steering wheel so it won't turn that way. But then again, we might as well just make the cars robotic. <laughs> Do we make them three laws compatible? You better. I don't want to have a Terminator scenario. <laughs> Terminator could, cars? 
Or it could be like in a Mario Kart where you turn around, the, the Lakitu comes in and waves. <laughs> 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 I love that. I like or that. One, one step it for when you go out of bounds. So when you turn around and go the wrong way, the Lakitu just picks you up and turns you around. <laughs> This way, huh? stupid. Uh, uh, there you go, I guess. <laughs> like that. Yeah, there we go. That's my thought. Nice. I, uh, do I have a thought? I don't even know if I have thoughts. Ooh, ooh, Mike and I did watch the, uh, Goku versus Superman death battle. Oh, so you finally did that? And it was brilliant. Yes, it was very good. I had to get all the way, I, I couldn't watch it out of order, you know. That's right. Did you watch, you, so you watched the, uh, Wily versus Robotnik one? Oh, yeah. Ha 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 ha! It was it was really good. But see, uh, like see like Goku versus Superman. Yeah, that was not only was it epic in scope, but it was well explained and brilliantly done. I've actually watched them all now, and I can't wait well, for the Robocop versus Terminator. They, they've only sweet, sweet. They've only done like three or four since Goku versus Superman. The Ro- the Robocop one should be out any time now because it's been over five weeks since uh, the Fox McCloud one. So it should be any time, maybe right now. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, I'm already looking. <laughs> Anything else, Joey? Um, I'd like to just say I'd, I'd like to back up a bit. Maybe I gave the wrong impression about how about my disillusionment. Like once Christmas actually gets here, I'm fine and it's awesome and I'm happy and it's a wonderful season, you know, follow all that stuff. It's just a lead up to it that I'm like. Uh... <laughs> That, that's what it meant to express. Oh, yeah, I just, I just hate people. Okay, yeah. So, so is it Christmas? Yes. Are there people? Yes. Well, damn. <laughs> no, there's no new death battle just yet. But, uh, other, other than that, I don't know. Like, like, I don't get time off of work because my job sucks and hates us all. And, you know, he actually, the big boss, uh, actually told, uh, one of the other guys that he could just fire us all and start over and it wouldn't make any bones to him. So I'm tempted to take him up on that. Maybe he'll die. Don't ever wish anything bad on anyone there, listeners, because it's what I've been told since birth. But some people deserve it. So maybe he'll die. <laughs> Mom also told me, don't ever think you're better than anyone. And I don't think I'm better than him. I know I am. <laughs> maybe he'll die. <laughs> So I called mom one day when I came home from work when I was, uh, it was extremely pissed off. I wanted to see how mom was doing and I really, I needed to vent really. And I didn't realize that she put me on speakerphone and like put me down because they were eating dinner. <laughs> and mom was like, so you had a good day? I'm like, I have the best job ever. And I proceeded to rant about him and she goes, well, I mean, it can't be that bad. I'm like, mom, I hope something awful happens to him. Like a lot, like a lot, like a whole lot. Like, maybe he'll get hit by a truck. Nope, that would be too quick. Maybe he'll get hit by a truck, and then he'll be in traction for several years, or for several months, then he'll die. And my old man, who I didn't realize could hear me, goes, that's my boy. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, as long as he doesn't hurt the truck. (laughs) Well, your dad likes the trucks. Uh, not, Makes sense. Yeah, not anymore. Ever since he retired, he was a truck driver for like a thousand years. And ever since he retired, like people are like, "Hey, you want to drive for us?" And he's like, "Nope." Like, but what if you? Nope. But I would. <laughs> nope. But you, you have so much experience. Nope. I retired for a reason. Damn it. <laughs> he swears he'll never get in a, a, a big truck again. I know that's what my dad's answer would be. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 
But anyway, so yeah, that's that's the holiday cheer from Chewie. Is <laughs> I hope something awful happens to the, the boss's boss because apparently, like, not only do his actions show that he doesn't care about any of us in the slightest, but his words now do too. So that's nice. And it's not like he has kids. Oh, what about his kids? Nope, he doesn't have any of those. Thank God, because he didn't. That's not the kind of person he's to procreate. <laughs> So yay, holiday cheer. That would be Christmas right there. This is how poor Scott and I are. Like, the maintenance guy blew out our uh, jar vent, and suddenly our dryer will dry a load of clothes in one run-through. <gasps> and we, like, we did like four loads that night, because you used to have to put a load in the washer, and it got done, you throw it in the dryer, and you start the dryer, and then it would stop, you'd start it, and then it would stop, you'd start it, and then maybe it was good, or if you do it on low heat like Scott, you had to do it at least one more time. So you could only do, like, two loads of laundry per day. <laughs> and then he blew it out, and it works in one go. So I threw in a load, and threw it in, and it dried. And I reached in, and I was like, oh, my God, it's dry. And I did a second load. And I reached in, and it was dry. And Scott was like, oh, my God. And then he did a load that night. Like, it's crazy. We did three loads of laundry in a night. And he was like, how sad is it that this is like Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> like, the last load of laundry that was done, it took ten run-throughs, because apparently the dryer vent was just completely blocked. And he's like, this is ridiculous, but I need clothes. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so that's my little random holiday cheer story. My dryer works, and I hate my boss's boss. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so I think with that, uh, we will, we will call this episode done. So, uh, yeah, this has been, what do we say? 306? Is that what we said? Yes. Yes. Episode 306 of the Mana Pool. Thank you all. Oh, all of our Contact information is in the show notes all the time, and you're about to hear Diamond by Swift. That covers everything. So thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic.